This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. I've entitled this podcast, Technology Keeping Up. The paperless society. That is how Alvin Toffler referred to the future back around 1970 in his famous book, Future Shock. Paper would become obsolete. He claimed we would watch computer screens and information like newspapers, magazines, and books would appear on a handheld electronic book. No need for paper. Well, that day's here. Seventeen years ago, we visited our son and family in Anchorage, Alaska. He had a Kindle. It did all of the things Alvin Toffler predicted. Just an amazing instrument. Especially amazing for eyes that start to burn after reading for very long. Imagine, just 17 years ago, it is already so dated. It seems like Kindles have been around a long time. One attribute that accompanies many of us into retirement is a reluctance to accept new trends, ideas, or inventions. I guess I'm just set in my ways, we often hear. No, I don't want any of these newfangled thingamajigs, is another. I don't trust those things. It doesn't seem to matter what the thing is. Some older folks just don't trust it. There is justification for these attitudes. But sometimes it is just like relegating ourselves to an early death. Sort of like being dead before we die. Just because this stuff doesn't exist when we were kids doesn't mean that it is useless. I feel very fortunate that my son became a technophile. He likes to keep up to speed with the electronic world. It isn't his business. It's just one of his interests. He continues to pull us along on the ride. I'm now on my third Kindle, as well as my third iPad. We've skipped some of the generations. These look like leather-brown books, and they do all the things Toffler told us about, and then some. And the iPad came out on April 3rd, 2010. Three things that I really like about them are the size, the weight, and the ability to increase the size of the font. They're so small they fit easily into a small bag or large pocket for easy carrying. They don't weigh much, and I can maintain good posture and hold them at eye level for reading in coffee shops. And then there is the font size. If you would like a bigger print, it's just a click away. Bingo. It becomes a little easier to read instantly. What is that worth? Since you're listening to this program, podcast, I assume you make an attempt to keep up with technological changes. The thing is, just when you think you have caught up, here comes another thing. Seventeen years ago, my son and family were hot on two computer games called Guitar Hero and Rock Band. I had never seen anything quite so amazing. Here's an interactive computer game. Members of the family would all pick up instruments lead guitar, bass guitar, drums, and microphone for vocals. Then the music would start. 
Hours each night, they would stand in front of the screen, playing and swaying to the rhythm. I have never seen a family activity that was more interactive and fun. Now, that is old hat. I haven't seen or heard of it in years. It's been replaced by new technology. Today, the rage is all tablets and smartphones. Of course, with the tablet and smartphone, you can play any number of games, navigate the roads, the bike trails, or the stars. You can read the great books or the latest bestseller. You can watch the latest movie or TV show or have it wake you at the end of an afternoon nap, my favorite thing. And of course, you can write letters, poems, or the great American novel, listen to music or book narrations. The possibilities seem endless. The technological trick is to figure out how to get it to do what you want. It probably will do what you want. It's just a matter of finding the right app. In the last few years, we have rocketed through technological innovations with names that don't mean much unless you have one. Roku, Vonage, Netflix, Prime, Hulu, Apple TV, a couple of different iPhones, four different iPads, GPS, and probably others that I have forgotten. Then there are all the different programs, Dreamweaver, Audacity, Feed for All, PhotoStream, Skype, Spotify, and so many others. And I must mention Amazon's entrance to the electronic field with its Echo or Dot or Tower and probably lots of stuff I don't know about. It does require some keeping up. Even these podcasts require a certain amount of learning to operate certain sound production programs and machines, plus setting up and maintaining a website. Two lessons learned through years of experience to ease frustration and make keeping up with technology fun. Ask. Ask a friend or go to the computer and in the search space for Google or YouTube, type in your problem. Just ask how to and then fill in the blank. How to go to spell check on an iPad. How to record a podcast. How to turn on photo stream on your Apple TV, or how to do anything else with new technology. And then there's the trick of getting some sleep, just struggling with something new. It is amazing what a night's sleep can do. Just turn off the machine, and when you wake in the morning, the answer may have come to you like magic. It has happened to me that way many times. Imagine the New York Times in big print each morning waiting for you, and you don't have to feel like a major pollution machine when you throw it away each day. And a subscription costs $20 per month. That sounds good to me, cheaper than a hard copy. Then there are all the bestseller books of all time classics. One click and they can be downloaded to your Kindle or tablet for less than the price of a print and paper book. And think of all the trees you will save. 
I must include a reference to my Apple Watch. How would I find time for my tea, wake from a nap, answer the phone, keep track of my daily exercise activity, heart rate and all? My, oh my, there is just so much. This is Retirement Talk with something to think about. If you have questions or comments, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.